Welcome to your score podcast, Illinois edition quarterfinal round of the high school playoffs. It's a Monday night early in the week. We wanted to get this thing rocking and rolling early on because there's four teams from the WQAD viewing area all still alive in the high school playoffs. Joined by Greg Armstrong, myself, and the one, the only Brian Stocking. Boys, you ready for some quarterfinal football this week? Absolutely. I mean, this is where, this is where as, as good as the playoffs have been, now it gets even better. I had to take a detour to Augustana basketball last Saturday. Did. So I was... Augustana traveled to Illinois State exhibition game against the Redbirds. So uh, and they played well. They did. Yeah. They did for a D three school, a D three very good D three school in Augustana going to Illinois State, a team that's picked to win the Missouri Valley, and they played well. That's so. the thing, and we're not going to get off on basketball here because we got football to talk about. But they beat Bradley a few years ago, yep. but Bradley yep. wasn't picked to win the Valley. I mean, Illinois State's one of the teams that are picked to win the Valley. Heck, if Augustana would finish third or fourth in the Valley. By the way, that was a <laughs> Illinois State could go to the tournament. They could get two out of the Valley. So, so as as I'm covering Augustana basketball on Saturday, on I'm scouring Twitter yeah. to see what's going on and get the updates. So I saw what I needed needed to, and then of course I watched the highlights on WQAD. And uh, good plug, I like that. <laughs> so we have a lot to get to. Some really good games. We'll recap from last week, and then looking ahead to four quarterfinal showdowns coming up. On Saturday, we'll start in 5A. We'll start with Sterling, and we, we kind of mentioned earlier in the year when they lost that that final week, that Week 9 game, that that might be the wake-up call they needed. Or, you know, you never want to lose a game, but sometimes it's okay to lose a game. They can bounce back nicely, and, and boy, they've done just that. I think we all kind of agreed at the time that they would bounce back and, and kind of take this in stride and get better because of it. They have been nothing short of dominant in the postseason. Round 1, they're 42 nothing at the end of the first quarter. They're 48 nothing in the second quarter in this game. They <laughs> They go to Chicago Collins and stockpile. They were just absolutely dominant from start to finish. Yeah, don't get to a game late with Sterling in the playoffs. I mean, they've scored 70 first quarter points, you know, 42, as you referenced in week one. And then last week against Chicago Brooks, it was 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter and 48 nothing uh, into the second. Don't get so to they've outscored late. teams in the first quarter in the playoffs 70 to nothing. Yes. In the first quarter. That's, that's yeah. good, right? In the that's, first that's, quarter. that's good. That's real good. Man, I like that quick math, though. 42. Yeah. I, mean, I did that right on my own. I think looking at Sterling and what they've been doing since that week nine loss, I think more than being motivated by a loss or, you know, overcoming the loss, I think that they've learned to win football games without some key pieces. They've been missing a couple running backs throughout the end of the year. They have Nigel Bruce back now, but I think in their absence, they learned some things and they figured out some, you know, I don't know whether they've changed things. Well, they or had some guys step up too. Yes, that's. I think that's the other thing is that you've, you know, you've had some guys who have answered the call when they've needed to be there, and you start looking down the list of Nigel Bruce scored the first touchdown, Isaiah Ryan scored another touchdown, DJ Johnson ran in a touchdown. There's multiple guys contributing and getting into the end zone. And I think um, another thing, I called out uh, Alec Duran last week and said I thought that that would be a key piece as a receiver. Two touchdowns. Here we go. Two touchdowns he had uh, through the air, and he was also a contributor on defense. I didn't mention the defensive part, but I'll just say that Let I Let me that translate what Greg just said. And oh, by the way, I was right. <laughs> yeah. But no, I just think it speaks and to... And Alec, thank you for making him yeah, right. Yeah, thank you for making me look really smart. <laughs> yes, we appreciate that. <laughs> or John Schlemmer, thanks for throwing to him to make yeah, me look absolutely. smart. Absolutely. I think that's more of the case. Well, but I think it's so... 
it's it's a very good positive thing this time of year to see that kind of diversity in your offense. You have multiple guys yeah. that you can trust with the football this late in the year. That's huge for a team that wants to go and expects to go a long way. Well, I think that the biggest thing for Sterling is they've gotten rest and they've gotten people back to 100%. It's been, it was a long season for them. You know, granted, they won a lot of their games in blowout fashion, but, you know, eight weeks of being constantly being the hunted, that game against Rochelle was a back and forth, you know, right back and forth, one of the hardest games of the year. Then Sycamore just, you know, there was nothing left in the tank. Now they've gotten rest because the, the first game they won where they had an eight-minute second quarter and the second half was a running clock. This week was running clock. Plus, they had 12 different players carry the ball in this game against Chicago Brooks. Wow. That's so yeah. when you have that so you're able to take guys that's out. Crazy. That that's crazy. That is crazy. You're able to take guys out. You're able to get a lot of guys uh action and you're also able to get a lot of your guys that are gonna be having to carry the load these next few weeks a lot of rest where a lot of playoff teams can't say that. We're gonna talk about the this kind of subject with Orion later on, but Orion's had two really close games. We're gonna talk about them in a second, a lot about them in a second. But Sterling hasn't. And when we go to talk about Orion, I'm, I, that's one of my points I want to bring up is that they've been battle tested. They've been in close games. Is it at all a negative thing that they haven't been tested in the postseason and these games have been done before the first quarter got done? I'll say no, because they were tested in the regular season, yeah. one of which being the Rochelle game, a playoff team. The other one being in a loss to Sycamore. Sure. I think that they've their backs have been against the wall before. Yeah, absolutely, and they played good so, teams throughout the entire season. I think, if anything, you saw this bracket and you thought, okay, we have games that we can hopefully get some points quickly yeah. and coast through, and that's what they've done. I think it's been a net positive all the way. I think the Rochelle game was the big one because that Rochelle game was on the road. It was a Saturday night because of delay. Because it was delayed, you had the Rochelle fans in full throat because they knew. They they win that game. They're in the playoffs. If they lose, they have to win in week nine. So they want. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning know, they, of the game, you were thinking about Katie Barron the door. Yeah, and and Rochelle. <laughs> well, not that point. You but, really have to listen to this podcast but, more than once to get but, that. Right. No, I know. But Rochelle, but you know, there's people that are going. I hope the Rochelle yeah. game was a very difficult game. Backs against the wall. They had to score. They scored on the last play of the game to win it on a long touchdown yeah, pass. Oh, absolutely to Weston Sisson. So I think games like that are we're, we're able to test them. I, I think you want to have a couple of easy games to ease into the playoffs and get your guys rest. All right. With that being said, now we move on to um, Rockford Boylan this week coming to Sterling. Big day of football once again in Sterling. Quarterfinal Saturday featuring two teams at home. It's Sterling Newman and it's uh, Sterling. Sterling plays at 1 o'clock, so they're the first game. Um, when you look at this game and you look at these teams, um, one, it's setting up nicely for Sterling. They're, they win this week in their home again, I do believe. So yes. they, if they want to go to state, they have to win two more home games, which, the, I mean, the schedule's setting up really nice for a couple of our teams in the viewing area, and they're one of them. I have to give a shout-out to uh, Matt Gingrich, Ging, who walks the sidelines for uh, Sterling Radio sure. for, their, for their broadcast. He uh, reached out to me via Twitter uh, last week. And thank, we do, first, thank you for listening. Yes, yeah. I know. I was just going to say he said we do. Uh, he said it's a great listen. So wow, you know, despite despite to pay him despite, to say me, that or? despite me and you, he's stocking. He loves stocking, <laughs> yeah. and you no, know, he's, it's a great listen. The Gaines a great guy. He said um, that the only wrench would be if Evergreen Park were to go through and win against um, Montini. I think then they would host. 
because they played at home uh, on the road. They've, yeah. yeah, because they've been a road team. But, but otherwise, if it's Montini, which then I it's... think we kind of expect, yes. then um, then you, then Sterling would have the home game in the sure. semifinals. Sure. But before okay, we that get makes it, sense. And, yeah. yeah, and um, also as long as we're looking at Twitter, also Graham Hall, who's been a he's a Sterling guy too. He's a longtime listener. He stopped me on the sidelines a couple weeks ago, and then also reached out to me on Twitter talking a little bit of Sterling football. So thank you for listening. Absolutely, and, yeah, we so. love to hear that. I told you guys we played a basketball game. <clears throat> I got my I was embarrassed. It was embarrassing. <laughs> you were <laughs> like Michael Jordan. I played I play in the B League and <laughs> over in Baton North, and I shouldn't. I, they should create a, like a D League or or an F League for me, <laughs> but um. After the game, a couple of the guys came over and complimented the podcast. There's another podcast that I do, so I thought he was talking about that other podcast for the for the Hawkeyes, and and they said no, the score one, we love it. So we awesome. love the listens. I think we had five six hundred listens That's last good. week <laughs> in a thirty six hour span, which is really cool. So thank you guys for listening. But back to Sterling, they play um, Rockford Boylan. What do we know about well, Rockford Boylan? Before we get into Boylan, Boylan. he had his hand raised. <laughs> what well, we- I just want to say. Uh, this is going to be a big weekend for Sterling Athletics because they've got their volleyball team. They're in the yeah. Final Four on Friday. If they win, that volleyball they, team is so good. They're really good. Their yeah. volleyball team, if they win on Friday night, they play in the state championship Saturday evening, I think, at 5 And that's probably why they want so, to play the early game is so that they can you, you have the opportunity. To, so they're not playing at the same time, I guess. A great weekend for Sterling Athletics. You know, the volleyball team's in the Final Four. Football teams to the quarterfinals. This is a great time to be a Sterling. Well, even in the warrior. town, because we have yeah. New, you have Newman on the other side of town, or not oh, yeah. the other side of town, down the street, <laughs> yeah. that uh, playing that night in the state quarterfinals. So yeah, things are. I, I saw the what is it, the Candlelight Inn, right? Yeah, I saw them. They put out on Twitter to the fans of the opposing teams playing against Sterling and Newman. If you bring your ticket and come on by, you get a free large onion ring. Do it. Ooh, I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling I may be spending multiple hours, multiple, like maybe my entire day in Sterling on Saturday. So I might try to find a ticket on the ground and go <laughs> get me some onion rings. Does like a media pass yeah. work? Yes, that, please. That I've been there. I promise I was there. But okay, on to Rockford Boylan. Rockford Boylan. Interesting that they have dual quarterbacks. Not not dual threat. Yes. No, they do what Sterling does, and they have multiple quarterbacks. Uh, Jake Bergstrom and John Stark. I don't know that they pass as much as Sterling does, sure. Um, but I think that they rotate in and out two quarterbacks for whatever reason. I, I you know, I, I couldn't tell you why why they do it, but um, it's interesting that you have uh, two teams going up against each other, both utilizing multiple quarterbacks, which we've talked about early in the year. You don't see that very often, let alone with a team that's successful. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been working very well for Sterling, which we've seen firsthand, and apparently it works for Boylan as well. Um, when you look down the uh, you know, down the list, Boylan comes out of the yeah, I just had it pulled up here real quick. Uh, Northern Illinois Conference, that's right. So um Rockford Area Schools, obviously. Um Rockton Hananiga is the team that won the conference. They were a perfect nine and Um, but they're they're now out. They finished their season at ten and one. Um Boylan finished the uh, conference season at um, eight and one. So it's a closed conference. So they are only playing straight through conference games, which is interesting because you sometimes you kind of struggle to tell what you got coming out of it because it's you know there's no like opponents necessarily yeah. around the state. It's you know they they play their within their conference. Well, and you look, it's the three seed. But I I mean, if you looked at it before this, I I kind of expected Wheaton St. Francis 
to be exactly. Um, so, I kind of did too. Yep. But with that said, I mean, if it's going by the order of seating and it's a, it's a two versus three and it's a it's a really good ball game. The Rockford Boylan won thirty four to twenty one last week, and of course Sterling fifty five to twelve in their victory. So. Um, boy, it's it, it, an interesting matchup that I don't think, I mean, I'm sure Sterling knows all about, but I, it's not that ne- name and that team that we're, nope. we're, we're waiting for or we're kind of used to. Well, the Titans' biggest problem is their pass defense. Against St. Francis since the second round, they gave up 327 yards passing in that game and nearly lost that game to St. Francis at home. So for Sterling, they may be doing things a little different. They love to run, I know that. But they've got two very good quarterbacks. You know, you got uh, Cooper Wellman and uh, Camden Bailey, yep. who can both throw the football. And Alex Duran and Weston Sisson could have huge afternoons because if St. Francis throws for 327, Sterling could definitely make some hay throwing the ball. And they've got two excellent receivers, Duran and Sisson. They could have a huge afternoon, and Sterling could advance via the pass rather than the run if to knock off the Titans. Mm-hmm. This is Boylan's um, – this year was their first playoff win in five years. So the su- sustained success like Sterling has seen is not there for Boylan. But this year they've put up some impressive numbers. 425 points for them, only giving up 99 points. So um, impressive numbers overall. Their last few weeks have been um, you know very eye-popping. Uh, 41-0 win over Freeport. 40-6 win over Rockford East. Um, a 48 nothing win over Rockford Jefferson, who was 1-8 on the year. But then you follow that up starting the playoffs with against Glenbard South. They won handily 42 to nothing. So they've been putting up numbers in the 40s and holding teams to less than uh, you know, less they than one touchdown a game. They haven't given up 22 points all season. And Sterling's been averaging that plus uh plus yep. two scores in the first quarter of the playoffs. So it's gonna be interesting to see. How that how that shakes out? You look at this quarterfinal, and you look at the northern part of the bracket, and and you got Sterling and Rockford Boylan playing in this in this quarterfinal matchup. We mentioned Lombard Montini playing against Evergreen Park, and the other one, boy, I don't I, something's not measuring up or or, or or doesn't make much sense with me with Evergreen Park. They were the sixteen, yeah, they were five and four. They beat number one Chicago Payton sixty three to thirty four. Last week they beat Elmwood Park fifty two fourteen. They're rolling right yeah. now. They put up sixty three yeah. and fifty two points. I'm trying to figure out I, something. To, <laughs> I'm going to go look at their schedule and see if they just played fantastic teams all year and got in at five and four. And well, I, I think mean, this we is talked a, about that. I think we touched on that last week that they were in a really tough conference, and that's why they were five and four. Um, and it goes also to the fact that I think they're a suburb school. And suburb schools get into the playoffs at five is, and four. Is Evergreen Park a suburb school? I think they're down. They play in the South Suburban uh, Red Conference. There, there you go. They're okay. a suburb school. So Oaklawn, I didn't know. I just was asking. Yeah. Um, Oaklawn Richards is um, the top team in the conference. Uh, they finished the year undefeated. Uh, Shepherd, who is a team that Rock Island played a few years ago, if you yeah, remember, remember um, they're in this conference. Um, Burbank Revis is also a playoff team from this conference, and then Evergreen Park. And you know, so I. I don't know. I mean, it's a a decent, um, good conference, but yeah. it's not like they're playing. Yeah. But you know, interesting to note though, two of Evergreen Park's wins this year were forfeit victories. So they got so they in. only really won three games that they actually yeah. played yeah. in. 
Yep. There's something. I mean, and, and maybe a viewer or a viewer, a listener can 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 tweet at us and let us know. Maybe there's a a star quarterback that was out for a while that came back or or something. But mm-hmm. they've just been. That's just it's eye popping to me when you look at that. The 16 seed, not only just advancing to the quarterfinals, but housing people along yes. along the way. It's kind of a. It's kind of some suddenly. Uh, kind of a jar oh, team. Look, well, at, they, look at Iowa, Southeast Polk's four and five, and they're in the uh, state uh, semis. If they want to continue to do it, they have a tall task in Lombard Montini yeah, sitting really in the yeah. quarterfinals. Uh, when you start t- talking about uh, playoff tradition and playoff history, I remember covering them Lombard at Montini's. their place in the semifinals a few years ago when Geneseo was looking to to punch their ticket to go there, and yep. and, and Montini had their way with Geneseo, really good Geneseo team. So it's a powerhouse team. It's a great atmosphere up great there. Tradition, absolutely. So we'll see what happens the next round. But right now, it's it's Sterling versus Rockford Boylan. That's a one o'clock start. He, like you mentioned, Stockpile, a huge day for Sterling. We'll talk about Newman a little bit. But best of luck to the football team. Best of luck to the the girls and the volleyball team. I'm pretty sure that's they, they can't. I, I doubt you can go to the football game and still make it to the volleyball game. Oh, you might. Maybe you can. You might because it's about a two hour trip. Uh, the game gets done at say three thirty. You can. You might get there second uh, game two. Uh, I volleyball get, goes quick. I get. Yeah. Well, I guarantee you, there's some people that might give it a shot. Yeah, <laughs> and that's if everything's on 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 task and, and also the and state on time. usually runs late on their final in the finals because yeah. you know they have all the you know medals and pomp and circumstance. Yeah. So I was gone all last Saturday. Like I said, I was out of the house. We so get my, it. You were working. So really my hard. wife, my wife had all three kids. But what I got to figure out is what do I have to. What do I have to say? What do I have to do to convince my wife that I can be in Sterling all day on Saturday? Yeah, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta find a way to do uh, some chores around the house yeah. before I can get out there. Lots, I gotta figure it out. Lots that's of, a, I mean, yeah, that's a fun day. Lots of Christmas gifts. There you go. Yeah, there that's, you go. that's a really fun day for the town and, uh, and and embrace it. It's high school football. It's finest. Um, we'll talk about Newman here in just a little bit. Let's stop in three A real quick before we get to two A and some really good quarterfinal games that we'll dive into. And and, and for congratulations to Jeremy Adolfson. One of the good guys in high school football and coaching, really good coach for many, many, many years. And what he's done with that Monmouth Roseville program is nothing short of spectacular. And it's a historic season right now for Monmouth Roseville. They're in the state quarterfinals for the first time in school history. They now have nine victories, the most ever in school history. And now they go on the road to take on Hersher. We'll talk about that matchup in a second. But to go on the road last week to a really good Eureka team, came in at 9-1 and one in the season, and, and to take care of business and come out of there with a victory, with the weather being kind of nasty and, and being on the road away from home, hats off to Monmouth Roseville. Congratulations. And they did a heck of a job on Saturday. Yeah, Monmouth Roseville dominated that game. I mean, the final score was 33-28, but Monmouth Roseville was in control throughout the entire game because they dominated that game. Their offensive line dominated that game. C.J. Daniel had a big game. Addison Fletcher had a big game. And Monmouth, and we talked about them at the beginning of the season in the preseason pro- podcast about well, we hope we think they could get to five and four, six and three. They'll make nope. the playoffs. I called nine and two and into the state quarterfinals. No, you <laughs> never. You, yeah, doubt. Look I up, thought, look up the tape, stock. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought they were a seven win team. I definitely thought but they were a seven. I thought, thought they were they definitely a playoff in, team. But, you know, yeah. we didn't know how far, how well they would do. And then when they beat, when they almost beat Rockridge, they lost 28-22. We thought, well, they, they've got, they played really well. And then they just started winning games, winning games, and going all, all going uh, five and one, six and one. Then they lost to Princeton, and that was sort of like a head scratch because they got shut out by Princeton. But since then, they've gotten their stride back, and they are on. They have been playing well, and you know we talk about. There's been a lot of bad stories. This is one of the good good stories in sports because when they had that home game against Wilmington, 
They what are the, the bad stories? Well, there's been a lot of bad stories <laughs> this year in sports. But this is one of the good stories because when you look at what how the fans have embraced this team, you had somebody who bought the team pizza after the game, yeah. no matter whether they would win or lose that first round game. He loves that pizza they, story. They yeah. brought, they, there was a fan who said, I'm going to pay for the first 200 oh, kids this to get too. in. You know, their money's no good. I'm paying for their ducats to get in. That's good. That's <laughs> Wait, good stuff. TJ, TJ Duckett was there? No, Duckett. Tico? That's <laughs> I think, I, tickets. I think Duckett was there, though. I think he covered the game. Well, so. been, but we're talking about Duckett's tickets. They, he paid for their money for their for their admission fee. I mean, this is a he's passionate. Good, this is a great story. It is and a great and the town has embraced him and they're winning. And I mean, if they win this game, I think they'll be home for the quarter for the semifinals. Oh, they will be. This is a great story that we that we are seeing, and and we all know Coach Adolfson. I've known him since he was a coach at Alwood. The, the the town has embraced this team, and it's really a feel good story. I really enjoy hearing seeing them do have this success. This high school football year in review brought to you by the Monmouth <laughs> Roseville Booster Club. My goodness, what Stock. you guys couldn't see in that narrative was when Stocking was talking about Monmouth Roseville embracing the football team. He was literally doing the hugging motion. Yeah, he was embracing. He was hugging the air. I, I you could have hugged me if you I wanted. I was waiting yeah, for it no, to happen. Right. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm on this side of the uh, file cabinet. Um, but yeah, really, fa- I mean, just what they... I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, he I mean, you pretty- well, well, you like it, their game against... Well, he has right something now. else to say. Addison Fletcher, 223 yards passing, two touchdowns. CJ Daniel had almost 100 yards, three touchdowns. Jamani Skitter, amazing, uh, 161 yards receiving a touchdown. Season in review, Fletcher has over 15, almost 1,500 yards. Skitter has 927. He'll get over 1,000 with a decent game, and then Daniels over at 1,200. I mean, they're unbelievable offensively. The thing against Hersher that they're going to have to watch against, Hersher beat uh, Hall 17-14. Hersher had their three scoring drives were over 54 yards. At the end of the game, they didn't score, but they had a 51-yard drive that ate like five, six minutes off the clock, gave Hall very little time to respond, and that's why Hall lost 17-14. They're going to have to watch Hersher's. They're going to have to stop Hersher's long drives. They cannot let them have those 60, 70 yard drives that end in, in uh, points. And the person they're going to have to really uh, control is Matt Dorsey, who had on, uh, 140 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Can we, can we play now? Yes. <laughs> um, what's interesting to me about Hersher is that you, we mentioned a 5 and 4 team, now 7 and 4. Um, they, it, something's not adding up to me. And I know everything, teams get hot at the right time and all that kind of stuff, but. Um, Monmouth Roseville beat Wilmington to start the playoffs. Good game, 14-10, down to the wire. Wilmington blasted Hersher in week six of the season, is it, Greg? Yeah, it was back in week six. Wilmington beat them 63-28. to Yeah, I mean, they put up 63 points them. against them. Now, I heard, read somewhere on Twitter, um, a big Hersher fan kind of looked like a jerk, to be totally honest, but he came <laughs> off He came off and said that there were injuries in that game for Hersher and or they weren't fully healthy. Or I, I that, don't know. That what, could be because they're playing good football now. So, yeah. So we don't want to get on, too... He came on very strong as a Hersher uh, loyal fan, kind of blasting Monmouth Roseville. Um, he, you know, in a hit, part of his point was that... Um, Hersher, he's right. Hersher has been to the state quarterfinals three years in a row. So this team has a little bit of history. The program is used to being here. And, um, you know, when you look, um, they come out of the Interstate 8 Conference. Lyle's in there. Wilmington's in there. Um, so, you know, teams that were 
playoff. You know, Wilmington's yeah. still alive. And then I want to say Cole, on Cole the City. No, Lyle's still alive. I'm sorry. Cole, Cole, Lyle's still alive. And Cole City's got to still be alive. I think they're 10 and, yeah. 10 and yes. 1. Yes. And also, the, so on the other side of the division of the conference, uh, Cole City's still alive. This is what I was yes. saying. Yeah, the, um, the Tigers don't have a run, a run pass option quarterback like uh, Eureka did. Eureka. Matt Martin threw for 260 yards and ran for 88 in that game against Monroe's. So Monroe's can handle quarterbacks that aren't run pass option, it seems. And Hersher, the Tigers don't have that. Um, I think, like we talked about, coming in at 5-4, and four, I think they're motivated. I think that they are a program that expects to win in the playoffs. So like they have the past few years. I also feel like they got a benefit of a good draw. You know, they got the game against um, a Chicago team to start, a Chicago Public League team to start the playoffs in um, Chicago Dunbar, which they won. And um, obviously they won or we wouldn't be talking about it. And, um, you know, then to get the draw against Spring Valley Hall, who upset a Chicago public school team to get here as well. I think the bracket shaped up nicely for them. Mm -hmm. I think Monmouth Roseville has been more tested up to this point. Absolutely. So um, I like that aspect. And, you know, going back to – you know, piggybacking off Stockings' narrative there that he went off on. I remember talking to um, Coach Adolfson several years back about him wanting to get this program to the level of, like, where the name on your jersey is a statement in itself. Kind of where Hersher's at. I yeah, mean, I suppose, yeah. A team that's yep. been to the state quarterfinals three times. Yep. He referenced, at the time, talking to him, he referenced a program like Newman. Sure. A team that knocked off Mountain Roseville the last time they made a playoff run, or the last time they had a playoff victory in 08? What year? 09? Uh, I can't yeah, I think anymore. something like that. Um, so, you know, Jeremy referenced that being, they want to be that program that when you hear the name, you know that's a football sure. program. This year goes a long way in doing that. And a win in the quarterfinals, certainly puts you on the map. It's it's a road game. It's a tough game on the road. They're going to have to travel. It's not a it's not a hop, skip, and a jump away. It's it's across the state. It's a long drive, but it's a very winnable football game. And and if you're Monmouth Roseville, what it can possibly set up is and 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 I don't want to get stockpile all all fired up again and excited, but man, the atmosphere week one of the first or of the playoffs round one of the playoffs. At Monmouth Roseville is what what Stockpile kind of talked about. That town was on fire. That place was ready to rock and roll. Um, and that's you're setting up a home game. As long as Byron wins, which you gotta think on the other half of the bracket is going to happen. As long as Byron wins, Monmouth Roseville will host the site the state semifinal game. Am I right? Yeah, I think. I'll make would. sure I'm not crazy. I would. I would Byron's say, playing at home this week, and Monmouth Roseville's playing yeah, on the road. It would be. They would be Byron. They would be at home against Byron because. Byron's had two home games. Monroe's has had one. Yeah. So, yeah, they would get that. They would get them at home in the semis. And while Byron's a very good team, we've seen that. That that crowd is that's, the twelfth person. And, and we'll, we'll we'll tackle a Byron matchup and talk about that next week. But just to be, you have your chance to go on the road and, and win a game and set up a home state semifinal game. Yeah, that's just. I mean, hats off to what they've done. Hats off. Congratulations to the success they've had so far. But it can continue this week with a trip to Hersher, and if they did, it'd just be something really cool and awesome to see. A team that we've been impressed with that they lost that week one to Rock Ridge, and if you take that blurp out against Princeton, who's a good football team, take nothing away from Princeton. Yeah, it's a good Princeton's football very, team. It was a very good and, game, and, and it played very well. That and night. that's going to happen. You have high school kids that are going to have clunkers and not play well. We just talked about talked about Sterling doing the same against a really good Sycamore team. That's going to happen. Monmouth Roseville's been good and getting better throughout this entire season. We'll see if they can get the job done this week. 
So did you say in the podcast uh, preseason that they were going to go 10-2 and two or? Yeah. <laughs> or should I ask you that next week? Ask me that next week. Okay. <laughs> Quickly, we should reference that Hersher is the home team in this game because of just Vermont with Roseville. It's the worst of circumstances because literally they were the 15 seed and then an upset. They played an upset team in Spring Valley Hall. So Hall didn't have a home game in the first round either. Which meant that then the higher seed yeah, gets so the home Hall, game in Hall. So it's like Hersher just you know fell into this one as the um, home team. Which to takes had a me game back yet. to my rant on yeah, why can't why, we just why does a five why, and four play if, regular if, season if team you get a home do, game? Re, be rewarded for your postseason or for your for your regular season and the work you've done in the regular season. Like Monmouth Roseville should be rewarded for going seven and two more than they should be rewarded for going five and four in the post in the in the regular season. Yep. But yep. that's a different anyway, rant it's for just, a different day. They would have been a home team yeah. in another circumstance had Spring Valley Hall won this game. And it's just unfortunate, yeah. but maybe that sets up the home game in the semis. Another yeah. thing for Monmouth Roseville people listening to the podcast and thank you for listening. Uh delighted to have a trio of um uh, Monmouth Oswald players on on the score Sunday. You yep. can check that out right now on the on the uh, sports page wqad.com. Um, great group of young men um, represented themselves fantastic. They're excited. They talked about how their community is excited, how they've embraced them, and it's, it has been. They they had a nice score into town after winning a second round playoff game awesome. when they, when they won, cool. which is very cool to see. So um, hats off to them, and we will see if they can get the job done. Is that the two o'clock start? Am I right? Yep. Yes. Two o'clock start in Hersher. Two o'clock. I said that on the news at six. I hope I was right. <laughs> <laughs> but I should double check before I just went ahead and and said it on TV. But um. So yeah, best of luck to Monmouth Roseville. Um. Let's move on to two A, and and everything's kind of held form where we thought we'll start with Orion first, and boy, for the second straight week. Um, Dawson Schulenberg and that Charger offense does it with under two minutes to go. Great atmosphere. Rock Ridge versus Orion. The place was packed. Great energy. Great environment for a high school football game. Two teams that that are rivals but respect the heck out of each other. Um, before I get on too far with Orion, hats off to Riley Federer and Rock Ridge. But, but in particular, Riley Federer hurt throughout the season, came back in the postseason. Obviously made a difference round one, and he wasn't 100%, couldn't throw the ball as hard and as far as he wanted to this week. But uh, it's been a pleasure to to, to uh, cover that young man for three years, three-plus years, I guess you could say, um, on the football field. He's been a class act. He's been a fun fun kid to cover. So um, hats off to him and the performance that he had this week. He showed in the playoffs guts, guile, and leadership. I mean, he really gutted out those performances. He he played the game with his with his head almost as well as his body, and he gave great leadership to that Rockridge team. To take Rockridge, who had lost thirty-one nothing in week nine to Orion, and almost almost beat Orion, who is undefeated in the playoffs, that shows a tremendous amount of intestinal fortitude from that young man. A great performance. And it's one of those games where it's a shame that one of those teams had to lose. Yeah, and, and it was fun to be there. Great environment. Um, if you if you weren't there, if you didn't check out the highlights on WQAD, obviously down to the wire, Rock Ridge and Riley Fetter. Dawson Schulenberger had Schulenberg almost said Burger. <laughs> Dawson Schulenberg hadn't thrown an interception all season. Twenty eight touchdowns, I believe, yep. to zero interceptions. He threw his first touch his first interception in the fourth quarter of that game. They were moving the football late in their middle of the fourth quarter with a lead lead um kind of hit as he thrown didn't have as much time to get into it intercepted rockridge turns that interception 
into a touchdown, fourth and eight for Riley Federer and the Rockets. Federer bought time, tossed it up, and a young kid, a young man by the last name Rusk came down. Cole Rusk. The, Cole Rusk came down with the football. Um, that place is going crazy. Rock Ridge is, is going nuts. And for the second week in a row, this time on the road, Dawson Schulenberg in that, op- Berg in that offense goes right down the field. Um, Seth West catches his third touchdown of the game, two passing or two receiving and one rushing um, with about 50 seconds left. And then the, the, um, the Orient defense stood up after that, got an interception on the last play of the game. And uh, they move on. So just and and after the game, Chip Filler is excited as ever. Says in a, in a colorful, more colorful way than I can say, um, they don't need Tom Brady. They got Dawson Schulenberg, <laughs> and, and I honestly think they feel that way and they believe that because he's just been fantastic this entire season. And, and to throw that first interception of the of the season, and to turn around in the very next drive, have to lead your team down and score a touchdown, and to do that, they were down three. They could have driven into field goal range. They got a really good field goal kicker, tied it up. They didn't need all that. They didn't need to worry about three. They went and got the six, got the seven, and, and won the football game. So hats off to them. They work on that two-minute drill we talked about in the podcast last week over and over and over, and it's situational football. How about this? Chip Filler told us after the game that was his first interception. That was only or, that was Orion's third turnover all season. That's impressive. Yeah, that's very impressive. Turnovers all season yep. long. Just a great game. A great what high school football should be all about. Yeah, it might be one of the greater game. It might be the greatest game of the season and one of the top games. You know, we're almost to the end of the, the teens decade. This might be one of those great games of the decade. Whoa! Because Whoa. it was that good of an atmosphere, that good of a game. I mean, Schellenberg, he could have easily put his head down and go, "Oh, I threw an interception." You know. No, he he says uh, he shakes it off, takes his team three or four passing. I think fifty, it's almost fifty yards passing that last drive. Touchdown, Seth West who had three touchdowns. He played an excellent game, two receiving touchdowns, a rushing touchdown that game for Orion. And then that defense that we've talked about, they 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 bent but they didn't break, and and that's how they uh, knocked how they survived off of a survive Rockridge and go on to the quarterfinals. Can we look ahead now? Absolutely, we can, because now they go back home, and Orion's kind of set up, and we'll talk about how they can. But they might be at home for the rest of the time, and if they get to the if they get the state championship game, a Newman matchup would be at Orion. Um, but they're back at home. Chip Filler was fired up about that, and they welcome a very good Eastland Pearl City team yep. to uh, to uh, Chargers Charger Field, one o'clock on Saturday. The- Go ahead. I was going to say, this is uh, when you get into the quarterfinals and this late in the year, this is kind of what you expect. You look across the way and it's 11 and 0 versus 11 and 0. You know, like these are those type of matchups that you that you expect to see. Eastland Pearl City, they're, I mean, they're no secret. They're a great program that comes from a great conference. The Northwest Upstate Illini, pretty much a 1A heavy conference, but they've slipped up into 2A. And um, you know they've they've had their they've had their success. They were a state champion a few years ago, um, and now they're back. And man, they look good. They've got um, throughout the year a big win over Forreston earlier in the year, thirty eight or thirty four to eight, who's a state champion a few years ago. They had a win against Lena Winslow, who's one of the best teams in Class One A, who's a defending state champion. Um, they won against Dakota late in the year, who's also still playing. Now keep in mind, all those schools are one A schools. They're good 1A schools, but they played a, a 1A type of schedule. I 
you know, I, I think that's where the Three Rivers certainly tests Orion in the same way against teams that are in 2A and above sometimes. I got to preference this by saying when we talked about Sterling and we talked about them not being tested, I don't think that hurts them. I don't think it hurts you to, to dominate these two first-round games, but that's when you look at what, what um, Lanark Eastland's done this 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 postseason. They've dominated two games, Chicago, where we Harlan. Yep. Chicago Harlan in the first round, and then and then Palos Heights, um, a Chicago Christian um, in the, in the second round. I don't think they've been tested. Nope. I, I think agree. you look at a Rockridge team with Riley Federer, and that's not a. a I don't. Rockridge was a ten seed. If Riley Federer stays healthy, they're probably better than a ten seed. So I, I think I think they've been tested more. I think being in those situations helped them in this game being in those last minute situations when this game is going to be close and you know it's going to be close yep absolutely there's not going to be a blowout you're going to be in these situations if you're looking at it for the third week in a row maybe being down a a field goal with a minute 15 to go or a minute and a half to go and orion has the football they're going to understand what to do they're going to just reference back to the last two weeks I think that's where this is an advantage is they've been tested in the postseason and have had to play close games. I'm not saying it's a negative that Eastland Pearl City hasn't or Sterling earlier, but I think it's going to help Orion knowing that they can be in a situation like that, which it's going to end up being because it's a it's a great yep. game between two 11-0 teams. I, I completely agree, and I think it comes down to Eastland Pearl City has not been, they haven't been hit in the mouth yet in the playoffs. And I think that in this game, at some point, probably early on, Orion's going to hit you in the mouth. Yeah. Or, you know, somebody's one of these teams is going to hit first. And I don't think if it's if it's Orion who takes that first punch, I don't think they'll flinch. They've been in these situations. They've been tested in the playoffs mm-hmm. against some good teams. On the flip side, if EPC gets hit first from an Orion punch, you know, if they take that first blow, if they flinch, by the time they recover, it might be too late. Yeah. Orion might be running away with it, and I and not running away with it, but they, you know, they, they, it might be too late. They sure. already have that leg up on them. Yeah. I think that's where you're talking about that. That test comes in to be so significant. Orion, if I was Orion, they better be up early because EPC can run the football. When we when Logan Lee got hurt, we talked about how it might affect the offense because Logan Lee's sort of like Gronkowski on the field. He can make he can throw you can throw him the ball. He'll make the catch. And you don't have to worry. You know, how you like the ball that, his Lo- way. How you like that, Logan Lee? I know he's listening. You're Gronk, baby. Gronk. He, but, yo, like when Brady throws the ball to Gronk, he knows that 95% so of the know, time. Just know, I know Logan Lee well. He's a smart young man. He's much smarter than Gronk. Right, but <laughs> I said on the field. 95% okay, gotcha. of the time, he throws the ball to Gronk. He's going to make the play. Same thing with Schlumberg. He throws the ball to Lee. He'll make a first down. He'll make a touchdown. He, he'll get that extra yard. He'll do the right thing with the ball. On defense, that was where we were concerned because what's happened is is that EPC, that teams against Orient in the playoffs, Fieldcrest and Rockridge, have both run for over 200 yards. Rockridge for, ran for 268 yards, and where did they attack? They attacked the side that Logan Lee used to patrol, and that's not, did, and did they? not there. Did they? Yes, they did. And did they? Was, yes, they did. Like how much? Like how would? How many times did they go left to right and all that kind of stuff? I you, you were there. weren't there. But here's <laughs> they the just thing. ran the football. They didn't sit there and attack a thing. certain side. If those you turn pile. their flank that Lee used to be on, you can then you can crumple the defense. 
and that's what the concern is because EPC do, does have two very good running backs. Okay, okay. And I'm I'm concerned that that could be the difference. I think Orion wins, but it will help Orion if they go up 14, 10 to 14 points in the first half because EPC, while they're very good, they're not as proficient at throwing the football as they are running the football. And that is their weak point, their throwing of the football. If they get into a situation where they can run the ball, they could run the clock out or run the clock down on Orion where they don't get as many possessions. So for Orion, the lead, they have to start with an early lead and don't let up on the accelerator if they get to, to 10 points. They got to get it to double digits because then they'll force EPC to throw the football something they're not as proficient as running the football. All right, let me. Can I? Holy, can I decipher? That was all. Can I decipher through lot. all that? I was at the football game. They, neither one of these teams focused on opposition and said we're going to run at that position, and and that's why this just didn't happen. Sackpile. I was there. They didn't run left the entire time or run right the entire time because that's not where Logan Lee was. Logan Lee, God bless him, is a fantastic athlete. Hopefully he gets healthy for a state semifinal game or a state championship game. But this is now the fifth game that they played without Logan Lee. And and they're right. fine they're fine without Logan Lee. But these and last two games, they haven't been very good on rushing. Because defense. they have been good rushing. Because the teams they've been playing right. are good running the football. It didn't matter. They, I understand what you're saying, but it's not they were they weren't they weren't running the same play at the same person saying Logan Lee's not there, so this is what we're going to do. It just that's not the case. I was at both of those games right. stockpile. So what you're saying is not true. They were not <laughs> running at the place that Logan Lee was supposed to be. It's just that didn't happen. Right, but they are turning the flank of the of Orient's defense. Well, how do you how? What are you I, talking about? What does that mean? Turning the flank, which means it's a it's a military term that you're that there, there's three flanks and you're taking you're going off on a flank and going to turn it. I'm still not sure. What it I means. don't get what you. I mean, listen, listen, Sackbell. <laughs> I love you. You're fantastic. I was at both of these games. Right. They weren't running at where Logan Lee wasn't at, wasn't playing and taking advantage right, of that situation. 483 yards rushing. Absolutely. And teams have rushed the football a lot against them. Yeah. But that and most of them has been in the second half. That's those are all valid points and your your stats that are written down say that. But it's not because Logan it's not simply because Logan Lee no, is not there. But it it is a Would, cause for, for concern. But 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 separate the run difference, the, the the success the teams have had against the run, and Logan Lee not being there. Because those are two different issues. Okay. Obviously, Logan Lee would help the run. He's a fantastic football player. He's good against the run and good against the pass. But this isn't just because Logan Lee isn't there. That's What I'm, what I'm saying okay. is they're not running at Logan okay. Lee's position the entire time. Obviously, the run defense is, is a little bit of a concern, but this defense has been fantastic. They've given up. 14, they gave up 14 points to, 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 to Rockridge. Right. 17. They're, 17 points to Rockridge. They're, 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 they're still fine with all of that. They're still, they're, they're still running the football. My concern with, with Orion would be is that the offense hasn't been as high-powered as it's been in the past. And I don't know, I'm not, and I'm not going to bring in Logan Lee and try to figure out why it is because of <laughs> Logan Lee. This is game five without Logan Lee. So this is the team that they have moving forward. Right. So there's no reason to bring in Logan Lee and wondering. Are we if, getting paid for every time we say the name Logan Lee? I hope Cause so. Because I, cause I, I, get, I get about $250 if that was the say. case. But the run defense is a concern late in the game. Both second halves teams have had success running the football. But when you look at it, and because I was at that football game, Rockridge gave up one big play. Or Warren gave up one big play. 80-yard touchdown run. Okay? Right. That, that, was, was, one the that was one touchdown. Okay. Other than that, they gave up a late field goal, and they gave up a touchdown off of an interception. 
The defense was really, right. really good. But they still gave up over 200 yards rushing, which is a concern. Looking, let's okay. move along. Yeah, okay. Um, Eastland Pearl City, Oops. we're talking about Orient's defense. I think the thing that will be key in this game is trying to slow down Eastland Pearl City early. They've scored quickly, early, and often in these two playoff games. Absolutely. Sure, against some lesser opponents maybe, but either way, they're used to scoring points, and they're used to scoring points quickly. I, th- I think it's – I'm sorry, but I think it's an advantage for, for Orion if they're – Eastland Pearl City seems one-dimensional, am I right? They, they run better than they pass. Yes. They have um, they have brothers. They have the Kemple brothers, uh, Jaden and Jared. Uh, last week, Jaden scored four touchdowns. His brother Jared had three. Eastland Pearl City had the ball seven times through three quarters last week. They scored on all seven. Wow. I mean, they're they a very good yeah, football team. It's going to be a battle. 450 yards of total offense. Uh, Jared, Jared Keppel had three rushing touchdowns. Jaden had three and a receiving touchdown. Okay. And the quarterback is Braden Smargasi, one of the more underrated quarterbacks. He threw he, in the history of football. No, <laughs> he's one, I was he's waiting more, for a big, big, he's more underrated this decade. Yeah. He's more underrated, <laughs> and he is a very good quarterback. He's not as well known as some of the other quarterbacks in that conference, but he so he's a little bit underrated because he doesn't throw have the all the statistics that you that you saw from like say Mitchell McLaughlin and Boy. But he is a very good quarterback except that they are not very proficient at throwing the ball because they don't have they to. They don't need to. to. Yeah, they Do we know to. what the weather is supposed to be like on, on Saturday? Uh, Does anybody got their phone on them? saying that it's not going to be open up, pleasant. Open up the door and yell at Zahara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. He's sitting right out there. Find out. I wanted to say I, I thought I saw 37 and rainy. There's talk that it's going to be a uh, wonderfully uh, November day. I don't know what that means. Snowy and icky? Uh, yeah. There's gonna be some snow, and there it's gonna be. Uh, you call cold it for snow? snow? Yeah, it's, it's November, man. It's supposed to be. WQAD app has 37, but no snow. Friday looks like snow and and rain and all Can that. You guys argue about that now too? No, I, no. I don't want to. Hold on. <laughs> I understand what Stockpile is saying. It just bringing in the Logan Lee and running where Logan Lee isn't. That just didn't happen. They didn't run like they didn't run at Logan Lee's position over and over and over again. Orion will win that game 27-26. Now you're just kissing up the chip. No, <laughs> the flat out your kid like Chip's probably listening to this on his way to your house, trying to find where you live because you've already made him mad, and then. And then this happens, and that now you're trying to, to no, kiss up I, a little bit. I, I think they'll win, but it's gonna be it's gonna be close. Oh, it's gonna be a fantastic football game, and it's the it's the quarterfinals. This is what this is all about, yeah. and yep. it's gonna and and make no mistake about it. If we one last mention of number forty five, um, they they miss. <laughs> I think it's forty five. They, they obviously miss them, and and you're gonna miss a talent like that. But that's it's it's been five weeks. Maybe we can talk about him coming back next week if they win and all that good stuff. Um, I'm excited about the environment. Great I'm excited. Be, I, I was mean, just gonna say. Th- I think. That place, I think that's advantage, advantage yep. orient, advantage orient, advantage orient. Um, that the entire community, that entire town, um, is going to be there at the game. Um, just going to be a special Saturday afternoon, and this is absolutely what Orion wanted. If you would have told Chip Filler he had a home quarterfinal game at or at Charger Field um, to get to the Final Four. He would have. T- this is exactly what the doctor ordered. This is exactly what he wanted. That team is going to be ready to go, and and we don't talk enough about on offense. That Rockridge's defense is really good, but they didn't move the football the way they have throughout the entire season. Um, boy, in the fourth quarter, they were really moving the football well on the ground. We went to the air a few times, and that's when they got intercepted. Um, but Southwest is really, really good. They have weapons all around. 
Um, it's just going to be fun. I, I'm excited. I'm lobbying for this game. I think Chip Filler needs me at this game because I've been the good luck charm this postseason. And so, I mean, we'll see if I can if I can convince Cuff to let me go back out there. Do you need an intern? <laughs> you're I, already, know, I know. You're already in Sterling all day. You can't be in two places at the same time. I got to figure that. I think Dan Pearson used to know how to be in two places at once. I got to figure out how to do that myself. He is. He yeah. has. Uh, the thing is, that game at Orient is going to be really off the chain with how, how it's gonna that be place lit. is going to be. Because... <laughs> You go into Orion and you're gonna be going. You're gonna be seeing all the signs and all that, and it's gonna. They are gonna, that place is gonna be going bananas. Do you think that's gonna be crazy? He, wait, wait till. Who, the, wait. Who, go ahead. Who Make uses, fun of them. Who uses the phrase off, off the chain, chain and then, then follows bananas. it up with bananas? The guy wearing the sweater to your right <laughs> or to your left is the guy who did Brand it. Brand stocking. You are a gem. Well, yeah, he is. Um, boy, if you think it's gonna be off the chain this week. Boy, if we do get a Newman and an Orion game at 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 church, yeah. so church, go to Orion and then to Newman. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Let's talk about the other two A game. Let's. Yeah. You have Orion winning. Yes. I have Orion winning. I said Orion twice over twenty six. I'm gonna look at the rest of the bracket. <laughs> you, you think Orion loses? No, I don't think Orion loses. I just I don't. It's a pick em. I don't, I, don't, I can't make a pick on this one. You just don't think they win. <laughs> I don't think they lose. I just don't think they win. <laughs> no, I'm, I, just, I'm not making bulletin board material. There you go. There you go. I think you already did. <laughs> oh God. You, you know Chip. I know. By, by I know. Just lie, man. That's, you have no, I've probably have already no, filled up five bulletin boards. We already, have no so. listen. You have no listeners in Eastland Pearl City, although they may. That's Yeah, that's true. That's true. They may. Um. Newman has been this bracket, this two way bracket this isn't is really, loaded. And it's this just loaded. And nothing's changed. This is exactly what we expected. I know it was a, a five and a four with Illini West and Newman, but but let's be honest. And Illini West is, is the four because they were the perfect record. They wouldn't have been a four if they would have played a Newman schedule. Like Newman is is the better team. Yep. They showed it on on Saturday, forty six so to fourteen. And that Illini West football team is really is a good football team to go down there and go up twenty two nothing right off the bat. Just it was a statement to get going, get rocking early on, and they did exactly just that. They have outscored teams now in the postseason. They put up um, hundred points. They're averaging fifty points a game yeah. in the postseason. They've only given up fourteen points a game. Jeez. So Chase they're doing Graham. a really good job. Chase Graham, unbelievable. One hundred twenty three yards rushing, three touchdowns. The team ran for 351 yards and only allowed 112. And we talk so much about the Comet, the Blue Machine, their offense, but the thing we sometimes forget is their defense. And their defense, again, another standout performance. Alina West got the ball. That place is going crazy. First drive of the game, three and out. Newman doesn't do anything on their first possession. Now Alina West think, all right, now we can get going. They get a couple first downs, forced to punt. Then Newman's like, go on. They put the Blue Machine in gear. And it was Katie Bar the door. There it is. There we go. Uh, I, forgive me if you already. <laughs> Did you said see it, when Scott. he said it? He looked for like the he reaction. Ex- he knew. It. I knew you were going to react. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know if you said it already. You probably did because you know all the stats. Uh. Chase Graham had seven carries, three of which <laughs> resulted in touchdowns. Yeah. That's pretty efficient yeah, as a running he, back. Every other time you give him the ball, he scores a touchdown. That's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. They should have given it to him an eighth time to get another touchdown. They didn't need to. <laughs> Uh, Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, though, is man. They are. They are. They look to be the real deal. When we got these brackets, 
this is what we talked about and this is what we wanted with both of these state quarterfinal games. Yep. And, and and we mentioned, and we're being honest, it's that Gibson City, Melvin Sibley team that's really, really good. I mean, that's the one that we, because we're talking about all our, our local teams and, and we had to mention this team because they have been dominant this entire season. They, the, they they really slacked off last week. They only scored 31 points after putting up 76 in the first round. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, just impressive all the way across the board. Um, they, I mean, just that, you know, they're the defending state champs for a reason. They've won 25 on a 25 game winning streak. But man, I tell you what, like you got to go to, you got to go to Sterling and play at Newman's house. And that's, you know, you don't play at Newman's home and that's, it's across the state. You're driving almost across the state. So I think there is a big home field advantage there for Newman. The the concern for Newman is they have not thrown the ball. I don't think they, they haven't thrown for any yards, I think, in the postseason. So that is a concern if they have to start throwing the ball. But Bryson Bartell is their quarterback. And last year, I believe, he had to come in because the regular quarterback got hurt. Yep. So Bartell's got a bit of a score to settle with Gib- Gibson City because they knocked him out last year. I think he wants to pay them back for knocking them and, out. And I want to talk about that because this is it's almost like we buried the lead. This is the rematch. That's this right. is the game yeah. last year that I believe was the state some was the state championship game. It was down in Gibson City, Melvin Sibley. I think at Gibson City is where they play. I yeah, can't Gibson remember. I went, City, I went I down there and it was miserable. I mean, it was an absolutely miserable, wet, snowy, disgust. It is by far one of the top three shooting environments that I've ever been in. My, I mean, it was abs. And, and I think if it, anybody who watched that game that kind of knew, Mother Nature played a big impact on that game. Everybody remembers that Newman team from last year, Easton Bianchi and his speed and and the way that 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 um how fast that Newman was. And even Coach Paposi would talk last year about how he's used to pounding teams, and this is a little bit of a different team because this is one of the fastest teams he's ever had. And that, I mean, the, the field was just slop, disgusting, and it played into Gibson City, Melvin Sibley's hands, and they win that football game late, and they end up going to the state championship game and winning a state championship. So I think that's the, I mean, and revenge is a factor. A lot of those guys that were guys that were on that team last year are obviously there this year, and they remember the heartbreak. They remember the the the, the defeat, and that, the, here's what they do know. No matter what the weather's like on Saturday, it's going to be a turf field. And it's True. not going to be a mud slot pit, and I know that's something they're very excited for. I think the revenge factor and the 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 round two of this great great rivalry now all of a sudden becoming in the postseason is a bigger factor than what people maybe been talking about because this is a game that Newman wants. They want this rematch. They want this at their place, and now they get it coming up on Saturday. Interesting when you look at uh, Gibson City's offense last week, uh, Jared Trantina. You know, he's one of the players that leads the way for him. 162 yards, three touchdowns, 33 carries. So you know that he's going to get his share of touches in a big game this weekend. And, you know, it's it comes down to, like you said, that Newman defense stepping up. And when they know who the guy is who's going to be running at him, can they stop it? I think that goes a long way. Um, they Looking at the quarterback, Nathan uh, Gerard. Uh, passed for 87 yards and also had a scoring touchdown. But I think that the ground game is where they're – this is going to be a on-the-ground kind yeah. of type you, of football you game. You look at this – and, and, and there's and probably – about all season we've talked about how great the Newman linebackers are. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they are. No, they're really good. Yep. 
Um, Gibson City, if you look at their, their – their, and then there's three knuckleheads like us probably down in Gibson City doing a podcast of their own, talking and looking at Newman's schedule because it's equally as impressive, their results. But, guys, this is – this is. I mean, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, six shutouts all season. They've allowed double figures once. It was 12 points to Eureka. Yeah. yeah. To yep. Eureka, who was 9-10. We just talked about yeah, them in 9-2 in the season. Monroe's. Um, they beat Eureka forty-one to twelve. They beat wow. Towns Downs Tri Valley forty-two to nothing. I mean, some of the you go up and down the up and down the schedule of what they've done. They beat an eight and three Fisher team fifty-six to nothing. The bunnies. So, so the way that this team has just continually dominated teams throughout the season. But I think you could say the same thing about Orion. Since uh, that Pat loss, Newman. or the Newman, since that loss to Orion, they've done nothing but destroy. And you look yeah. at, and, and they all due respect to these teams, but when you look at Newman, Newman played, uh, Newman, Newman, and I'm going to pull up their schedule right now. They played Fulton, they played Princeton, yeah, they, they played Rockridge. They beat, they beat Princeton, darn it. They beat Princeton 40 to nothing. I mean, some of the teams, Rockridge, they beat 42 to nothing. They beat Hall and. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, everything you can. There's somebody who's doing this. For, you can do the exact same thing that I did for, for Gibson City, and you can do the same thing for for Newman. I don't know the other half of the bracket, but I can't fathom there being two better quarterfinal games in a class than what's going to happen in two A between the Orion game we talked about and now Newman. Actually, I, I will, I will say the south part of the bracket is, is pretty darn good, good too. too. It's Decatur Saint Teresa who's eleven and zero, and they're a powerhouse. Facing Downs Tri Valley, who's a yeah. team that we're familiar with in this area as a successful playoff team. Then the other two teams squaring off are Moreau, Forsyth, and Tuscola. Two of so the more traditional. There are some real big names and some heavy hitters and the, all the way across the board. To me, 2A is the that's the brand. And Tuscola and Tuscola, Moreau, Forsyth, those two teams are two of the most traditional I mean. teams in the in the state history. Absolutely. Think about that. You just mentioned Downs Tri Valley yep. is in the state quarterfinals in the lower half of the bracket. Gibson City beat them forty-two to nothing. Oh wow! They beat Jeez. them forty-two to nothing this yeah. season. Whoever comes out of each side of those brackets for the state final is going to be tested. You've earned it. If, yeah, yeah, you've if you earned get it. to the two A state championship yeah, game. You've no, earned it. There's no, there's no gimmies or uh, mulligans here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you ever have like Stocking just says something and there's just I got nothing else. Yeah, after that. you just. Although today he always has something. I else. know. Well, today though there was two. There was a news story that came out that uh, is going that could affect uh, high school football in the state of Illinois. Two football proposals among the IHSA list of bylaw amendment proposals. They will be discussed at town meetings before decisions made which proposals go to statewide vote in December. One proposal is district football. The other is expanding the playoffs to 384 teams which means the playoffs begin in week nine. Essentially what that means is you have 48 teams per class. The top 16 get put to what we would consider now the second would be the second round. And that first round, which would be week nine, would be your first round games. And I do not like that idea at all. The playoffs are fine the way they are. Do not expand them to 48 teams. We do not. I don't want to see three and five versus four and four in the first round. You look at teams like Allman and Rocky went five and four and they great they got crushed in the first round. But they went five and four. They they earned lo- they it. They lost in the first round. You don't need to be so well, harsh. I'm, I'm just Gosh, they, they, it. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> they made they earned their way in. They there's a, there's a value to the act of qualifying. 
When I was in high school, I didn't play football, but I did stats. My junior year, we lost to Morrison in week nine, 28 to nothing. We were five, five and three. We'd lose. We go to five and four. We're out of the playoffs because back then you had, even if you won six games, you weren't guaranteed because there were only six classes. I, and we were going to, if we won, we were in. I remember after the game going in that locker room to take the stats to the coach, and I saw kids that would get hurt and be on the sidelines and not shed a tear, just crying their eyes out in their lockers because that's the hurt of not making the playoffs. I do not want to take away those that earning of the playoffs from any kid, and by adding teams to the playoffs, you're weakening the playoffs, and it's not as meaningful. I, I, but yet you've watched the playoffs in Iowa, and you're okay with. It. Well, I was not okay with. I was not okay with one and eight, two and seven teams making the playoffs. All right, that was. I don't have a kid's crying story to share. <laughs> I know, but I do appreciate. I I think one, as great as the playoffs are. I think week nine's a ton of fun. Yeah. I think yeah. when we have this podcast and we talk about this team needs to win to get in, this team needs to win to get in, this team needs playoff points. I think that's fun. I think it's something to talk about. I think it gives us something to talk about. I think uh, it schools keeps enjoy schools it. schools involved, yeah. And, and and I don't think there is it's as fun if you know you're going to get in if you win three games or if you win four games. So, yeah, I hate that proposal. I think district football is an inevitable thing. I think it's something that's going yeah. to happen. Yeah, I especially don't know. as there's more teams going to a player football. Yeah, I don't know when it's going Going to happen. I don't know if it's this go around or another one or what, what's going to happen with that. Which kind of stinks because I'm excited about the Western Big Six. I think that's real. I mean, and, and, and other conferences. And I think there's a there's a friend of ours that wants the Olympic back. I heard. So I mean, I think those, yeah. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Those, those type of conferences, um, the Olympic District. <laughs> but you're not. But here's the thing. You know, you talked about the Western Big Six, and for four of those teams, UT, Moline, Rocky, and Almond, they've been playing each other for forever. It seems Almond since '49. UT since the 30s. Mullion, Alleman's Rocky. been in it, too. Yeah, That's why I said Alleman. Alleman has, Alleman has, too. Yeah, since 49. <laughs> Mullion and Rocky have been playing since the 19th century. You, you can lose those matchups because once they they may not be in this. They definitely probably won't all be in the same district. Well, you'll definitely lose Alleman. I mean, Alleman goes away from Mullion Bella, that kind would of be stuff. 7A, and there might not, they might not have room in the schedule for Rocky. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. You, know, you're, you we'll lose some of those, and that's that's a shame. Yeah. No, there's pluses and minuses to it and all that kind of stuff. Is this, are we still recording? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this I is love, great, but I can't, like, are we, we still going? No, but listen, this is fun because we've done podcasts in, like, 45 minutes for entire entire weeks. <laughs> we've had game after game after game. We had four games. We're at a bucko one. There we go. We, we, we reached the hour. Well, Stockwell and I had that awkward conversation earlier. Stockwell? Stockwell. Stocking. And I, I had a friend in college. His last name was Stockwell. Relax. Oh, okay. So Stockpile or Stocking and I had that, that little tiff middle yeah. of the thing. Yep. So. We didn't have a tiff. We had a... We had a Wonderful I discussion. Out, had dinner. <laughs> well, <laughs> you did I was just trying to figure out why stock, Stocking was at the game, but he wasn't shooting. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, because I saw both other, games. I think there's other people who do that. <laughs> they're at the game, they're not shooting. Ah, I, I see what you did. That's an inside joke, I guess. I see what you did. Is that that inside? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hey, we got a great, we could keep doing this off the, we could just push stop and keep making fun of stocking. I mean, I don't think we need to. Um, so uh, big Saturday of high school football, obviously. To recap things, Sterling plays early, one o'clock game at home against Rockford, um, Boyland, Boyland um, 
Best of luck to the Golden Warriors. See if they can get the, the, the job done and get to the state semifinals for the second straight season. Um, in 3A, best of luck to Jeremy Adolfson and the uh, Monmouth Roseville Titans. See if they can get their way to continue a historic season in the quarterfinals for the first time in school history. Seeing if they can get a home state semifinal game back in Monmouth. It would be electric and people would be buying pizza and tickets for kids. What, what's That's tickets great. called? Duckets. Duckets by Tico Duckett will be there and it'll be great. <laughs> um, and then in 2A, just a great, great two games, a great quarterfinal showdown. Newman will host uh, Gibson City, Melvin Sibley. And then in Orion, we have Orion and Lanark Eastland. Of course, we'll have Eastland Pearl City. Eastland, what did I say? Lanark Eastland. Yeah, Eastland Pearl City. Um, that game, so all everything will happen on Saturday. Of course, we'll have you fully covered on WQAD. We wish all of our local teams the best of luck. And hopefully, and I think we will, be having another podcast next week because I think teams move on. And I think there's no way we go for four. No, I think we do very, very well. So hopefully we'll have another podcast. Stockpile says four and out. Stockpile is now trying to get listeners. He makes everybody mad during the podcast and then he says they're all going to win. Um, hopefully we'll have another podcast, but if we don't, we want to thank everybody for listening throughout the season. Um, it's been a ton of fun. Um, we will see you Saturday on WQAD for the postseason edition of a little score football so guys best luck to all our teams and we'll see you guys hopefully next week